Blog Talk Radio. God, who the hell cares? No, I'm just kidding. We all care. We love you, Icon. It is Victory Tuesday. And when I say Victory Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who know me, who may be listening locally, uh, who know my sports talk radio shows, I talked about yesterday being Victory Monday. The reason why I said it was Victory Monday uh, was for a real simple reason. Um, and, and a quote, a quote that came to my head that that I live by. I have it on my refrigerator. I have it on my phone screen. And uh, it's a quote from the locker room in January of 1992 in San Francisco. And this is how it goes. job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? So and uh, going from and the Dallas Cowboys. All, all those Super Bowls to the Minnesota Vikings. So there you go. There we go. And you know what? I, I, I am grateful for that. Uh, I really am. Um, but what I'm not so grateful about is the fact that we, uh, you know, we made that little speech, that little thing, that we were good again, and we were good in 96. Since 96, we made the playoff three times and won one playoff game, or two, actually two playoff games, I believe. Um, not not good in 22 years. My team is so, much better than that. Yeah, well, yes, exactly. So the fact that we were three and five and looking pretty looking pretty bleak to now being eight and five and pretty much having the division wrapped up uh, is is pretty good. I come. Uh, this is not. And for those of you who may have stumbled across this and thought, oh, I thought this was a wrestling show, you are not in the wrong spot. Do not worry. You you are in the right spot, and we are getting to a lot of wrestling action here tonight, but, uh, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about this, and it's fresh on my mind. Um, Icon, you mentioned off the air that my team would possibly be playing your team. Uh, that that was going to be the matchup. 
um, until last night happened. Last night, as those of you who follow sports know, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, you know, didn't score until the final minute of the fourth quarter against the Seattle Seahawks. So now Minnesota is fighting for their playoff lives. Um, and if I pull up my little stat sheet thingy here that I got in front of me, and let me see if I still have the one that I used earlier on my show. Oh, I do. Okay. The Minnesota Vikings, uh, excuse me, as of right now, if the season ended today, would still be in the playoffs. However, they would be the, they, they would be the sixth seed. The remaining opponents for the Vikings are Dolphins, who are fighting for a playoff yeah. spot. Well, well, they're fighting for a playoff spot too in the AFC. So they're they're that's that's gonna be a tougher game than you thought. The Lions, who are pretty much mailed yeah. in at this point, and and the Chicago Bears, who chances are might be resting people. Who knows? So for me, I'm looking at the Vikings going. Okay, if the season ended today. The Vikings play the Bears. The the, the six plays the three. They got to go to Chicago in January, a place that Chicago Soldier Field hasn't been open in January in quite some time. So that's going to be a raucous crowd. As of now, we've got to play the Seattle Seahawks if the season ends. For the Dallas Cowboys, we we have the Indianapolis Colts, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the hapless New York Giants. So we probably will finish 11-5. and five. The only game I see us possibly slipping up is in Indianapolis on Sunday. So I would say 10-6 would probably be our worst record. Uh, Granny, her team has locked up for the most part. Actually, yeah, she has with, with three games we left. Did, we She's did lock up. Yes, we, Sunday, we beat Baltimore in overtime, and we have clinched our division spot. So And, and the number one seed. And, and how about yep. – how about that? How about that that fourth and what was that fourth and twenty or something like that that he or fourth and nineteen or something like that that he could that he can yep. That was absolutely insane yep. by Patrick Mahomes. And you know what was so ironic, guys? Hey guys there was a guy. We got about nine minutes. I didn't mean to interrupt you. We got about nine minutes before our guest calls in, but you know I'll let you well, guys know this. Go ahead. Oh. I just wanted to share this. There was a guy that played for the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday that played at uh, the college in Pittsburgh, Kansas, at Pittsburgh State. And there was a friend of mine at the game. And that Baltimore Raven player recognized my friend Bill Thompson. So Mm -hmm. shout out to Bill Thompson. He went over that touchdown that Baltimore made. I think it was the one where they actually tied up the game with Kansas City. He went over and took that ball to my friend Bill Thompson and handed him that football because he recognized him in the crowd from back from his college days. Wow, that's pretty cool. I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty cool. It is very cool. Wow. But, but yes, and, uh, I was I was on the edge of my seat Sunday afternoon at the Moose Lodge when I was playing washers with my friends, sitting there watching that game. My granny about had a heart attack. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. But here's the thing. The Patriots are 9-4. and four. So even if you lost that game, you'd still be in, you know, in control of getting the one seed. Um, very yeah. tough game against the Chargers coming up, however and then the Seahawks, and then the Raiders. So I need you guys to knock off the Seahawks for us so we don't have to face them because for some reason we just can't seem to beat Seattle. 
But anyways. Well, you uh, know, is, Miami beat the uh, beat the Patriots by one point. So they did. They, you know, and those were, and the Raiders beat the Steelers, from what I heard. They did. So, it, you it's know. been a wacky, wacky week of football uh, for sure. But um, this is a wrestling show, and I've I've pretty much uh, beaten football into the ground here on all my shows, uh, both yesterday and this morning. So uh, we'll get into a little bit of wrestling. Um, and I, I kind of know we do. Well, I mean, you can if you'd like. I mean, you know, I I know you you said we had nine minutes, but uh, you know, if you want to take a couple minutes to tell us why you're depressed, by all means, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but uh, our coach for the NDSU Bison, Chris Kleiman, uh, has yes, he's going to the NFL. No, to K State, Kansas State. Oh, that's right, K State. And, that's uh, what it was. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I am. Uh, I am depressed because I'm gonna uh, I'm losing another friend of mine. Well, are you team. going to be uh, are you gonna are you gonna be partially a Kansas State fan now? Possibly, you know. Now, do you think that um, North Dakota State, you know how every year they schedule at least one uh, FBS team? Do you think maybe they'll try to schedule Kansas State this coming year? Well, yeah, because the. Um... The uh, the athletic director from Kansas State is uh, the former athletic director here in North Dakota State, so uh, I'm thinking so, yes. Okay. Now, for those of you who don't know anything about North Dakota State football or the state of North Dakota, for that matter, um, North Dakota State beat fellow upstate New York school, uh, a school that I'm very familiar with because it's only about two hours uh, to the west of me, Colgate, uh, 35 to nothing. They now set up a game against Icon's second favorite team, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Now, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Now, now tell me, is this South Dakota State game? Is this like a, is this like a Final Four type of game? Or I mean, how, I, it seems like they've been in the playoffs yeah, there's forever. Only, yeah, there's, only, there's only four teams left, right? Yeah. So the winner of this. Is going to go to the championship against the winner of Maine and whoever Maine plays. I got to check that out. But okay, uh, Maine Eastern Washington. Now, uh, oh, the team, the team with the red field. Yeah, we owe Eastern Washington for when they screwed us in 2010. So, uh, and we've never. Uh, I, I I don't know. I can't. Uh, I'd have to check the record to see if we've uh, uh, played Maine before. I don't think we have. Uh, we were supposed mm-hmm. to play. Them. On September 11, 2011, but the game got uh, canceled because of what happened in New York. Yes. Wait. So that was wait. 2011 yeah, was, or 2001? 2001. I'm sorry. 2001. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say wait. What? Well, I was gonna say what happened in New York in 2011. I I I don't know about this. Okay. Um. Well. Well then, hopefully, uh, North Dakota State gets there. I mean, Maine. Maine's going to be tough, but uh, obviously Icon wants a little bit of redemption against those uh, those Eagles with the red field out there in uh, eastern Washington. So, anyway, Icon, though, this is, as I've uh, said, this is a wrestling show, uh, quite all of our jibber-jabber here about football early on. Um, Icon, who do we... Uh, who do we got on tap for this evening? Well, uh, I know how much you guys love those uh, three guest nights, so that's what we're going to have. Uh, we have uh, Jerry Penders. Uh, he'll be mm-hmm. our first guest. 
and mm-hmm. we have um, Nicole Ringwalker, who is our second guest. Now, and is that her real name or her stage have, name? That is her uh, stage name, Ringwalker. And okay. we are going to have our buddy, Doug Masters, pretty boy Doug Masters. And uh, in case we run out of time, I'm just going to let everybody know, next week's a big uh, week, uh, too. We have Stacy Angel, uh, Julie Hart, Teddy Hart. Uh, in the first hour, we have James Beard, referee extraordinaire. And we have Fabio uh, on with us. Uh, and, and next uh, next week will uh, be next week will be Monday again, just so everybody listening knows. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. after that, the week after that will be on Wednesday because it's uh, we have Christmas. <clears throat> well, of course. Yeah, we don't want to. Uh, yeah, you guys may be following. Uh, if the uh, I have tickets for Frisco for the national championship game, so uh, you guys may have to fly solo that night. I'm not saying you will, fine. but it's possible. Well, what we could do, what we could do, is um, we could have a special show, and uh, we could we could watch the game, or at least I think my station ESPN, I think at least one of our ESPN affiliates is going to be covering that game. Uh, we could watch the game, or at least I could watch it, uh, have it on in the background, and uh, see if I see any icon spots. You know, see if I see you on the on the national broadcast. Uh, at all well, yeah, in, the, in the crowd. The icon, will be, uh, the icon will be debuting his new shirt. Oh, yeah. So, so I think I'm going to do that. I think we'll have you uh, have you on. And what I'll do is I will uh, I will have you. Um, you know, uh, I'll, I'll take a screenshot, I'll take a picture on my phone and uh, of my TV screen when I see the icon, and uh, we'll put it up on the No problem. No problem. Um. I also just wanted everybody out there to know um, in in the spirit of the holidays, in the spirit of the playoffs coming up, um, I wanted everybody to know that... Uh, you did one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about you, Cowboys? So anyways, um, coming up on this, this Sunday, it's my work Christmas party, so I probably will not be watching... Um, Probably will not be watching uh, TLC because I'll be at the Christmas party and probably intoxicated. But um, do you guys have any plans to uh, to watch the pay per view that's coming up on Sunday? Not right now, yet, but I, so. I, I might. You know, I mean, I'll probably get the updates on my phone, um, so I'll probably know exactly what happens. But this is one of those pay per views that I just, for whatever reason, just don't care about, uh, and and it's. It's nothing against WWE. I just, you know, yeah, I understand it's free. I, I pay for the WWE Network, so, you know, I, I get to watch the pay-per-view for free. It's not like I have to spend $60 to order it like that every day. Uh, but, you know, it, it's just one of those pay-per-views where there's just no no match on the card that I'm, you know, super excited about, that I have to, you know, go to the bathroom during my work Christmas party because I have to watch it. It's it's just one of those ones where I could, you know, I can do without Talk a bit about the results um, on the Monday show. But again, here on Victory Tuesday Icon, we do have our first guest with us. So uh, it's a 502 number. Is that the correct uh, area code number? Yep. yep. All righty. 
So I'm going to patch our guest through, and you can do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping on... What happened? This is a man. I don't know. There he there is. There he is. You got cut this off. Is I got man. Here, restart that. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this... stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. There this he is. This is a man who will put the pen down on you. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Jerry Penders. Hey, Jerry, how are you? Uh, doing well. How are you guys? Good. How was that? How was Good. that introduction for the real for the real name? You know. Awesome. So uh, what we do is after uh, our guest gets the best introduction they've ever had because I gave uh-huh. it, uh, we like them to give a little background about themselves. Then we uh, ask them the hard questions. So you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we'll uh, chat with you. Yeah, man. Uh, my wrestle is the Jewish American star Elia Barat. Um, was trained at Ohio Valley Wrestling uh, from 2002-2005 during their WWE developmental years. Um, I grew up in the Philadelphia area, and after I graduated high school, wanted to become a pro wrestler. So I uh, figured, why not go to where the WWE's you know, minor league system was? Because they were just taking people to train. Um so I moved to Louisville and went to college there at the University of Louisville and, and uh, enrolled in um, Ohio Valley Wrestling's beginners class. It was uh, the trainer was Nick Eugene Dinsmore, um, a good friend awesome of the show. Yeah, yeah, yep. awesome, awesome first trainer to have. He was a great mentor um, for you know a young nineteen-year-old <clears throat> kid who had just broken into the business or you know was breaking in at the time. And, uh, yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Eugene, uh, he's been on our show a few times, uh, him and his wife, uh, Miss uh, South Dakota. Um, that's the only good thing that ever came out of the state of South Dakota was uh, – Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, Mount, Mount Rushmore? No. no? No? Okay. All right. We're just ignoring Mount Rushmore happened. <laughs> right. Well, hey, this is his time. We'll talk about that later. So, uh, Jerry, in your uh, in your tenure in the business, um, how many years have you been uh, wrestling now, and how many different organizations have you been with? Uh, I've had like two different stints in the business now. Um, you know, I'd say my first stint was two thousand two to two thousand uh, two thousand eight or so, and then. Uh, Took seven years off and got back in in 2015. Um, so I'd say it's what six plus uh, four now. So ten years. I guess I hit the ten year mark. And in those uh, ten years, have you had a chance to go after any titles? Have you won any titles, or do you have any title shots coming up? Um, yeah, I've got a couple titles here and there. Uh, Definitely, um, you know, in, in my Ohio Valley days, I was, you know, I was just a job guy, enhancement talent. So that was, you know, when I backed her in that room. Um, but, yeah, I've, uh, I think uh, at the Pennsylvania Premier Wrestling, PPW, I was their television champion. Um, 
had a good little run there with it. So, yeah, uh, work mainly here in the Northeast, uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, uh, New York, pretty much that area. You know, it's funny you mentioned uh, Northeastern Pennsylvania, where uh, Stan the Man Musial's from. Obviously. One of one of my father's all time favorite baseball players. Uh so now when you when you wrestle, when you're in the ring, would you consider yourself a babyface, a heel, an in betweeny, or do you let the fans decide what you're gonna be that night? I'm a heel. Um you know, my Uh-oh. my character uh you know, kinda kinda lends itself to being a natural bad guy, so I, I, oh, I enjoy I that role very, with him. very much. Well, I would that definitely have fun gonna, playing let, with uh, him. Yeah, we're going to let uh, Granny step in and ask you a few things, and I'll come back with a tough <laughs> question. Go ahead, Granny. Oh, boy. Well, be nice, Granny. But, but, oh, I will be nice. I'm always nice. <laughs> I mean, first of all, just so you know, just so you know, I am not a wrestler. I am just a huge fan who was given this wonderful gimmick name uh, 17 years ago because I love to watch wrestling and I holler at all the bad guys when I go to wrestling shows. I actually have oh, my own shirts and, and everything. I'm, I have been, I have been um, called uh, He's like, oh, one of those. by many people, a super, exactly a, super fan, a super fan. <laughs> so I would have fun playing with you. If you're a heel, I would definitely have fun talking smack to you, you know. So oh, I guess one of I my questions would be, well, that that's all right. That's that's fun. That's fun to play. So, and I play well with others, just so you know. So, I guess my question to you is probably, um, what has been your most challenging match that you've ever been involved in? Um, you know, there's two ways uh, I, I I can I can answer that with two matches, and they were on well, two kind of opposite two opposite ends of the spectrums, but my second match ever in the wrestling business was against Tyson Tomko. Oh. Um, you know, he had that run in WWE. Uh, I believe it was with Angle, right? I think so. Oh, yeah. No, with Christian. He was with Christian. Excuse yeah, me. Christian. Um, yeah. So, yeah, second match in the business going up a guy who's Six seven, six six, you know, three hundred pounds, and WWE guy. Um, definitely was nerve wracking. Obviously, green in the in the business, and and not wanting to, uh, you know, obviously make a mistake and <laughs> anger that 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 gentleman. Um, and then I would also say the first time I ever main evented a, a show. Um, you know, as someone, if you've never been in the main event, it's, you you know, you're expected to bring so much more um, to the match than, than necessarily the undercard. You know, that's kind of the way I was raised in the business. So, um, you know, so just the challenge of main eventing any type of show is, is fun because there's no limits to what you can do in the ring. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you, I have a very good friend over in Oklahoma that does independent wrestling shows called Wrestling for a Cause, for, and we do shows for kids that have cancer, and we've got our big Christmas show coming up that we always do every year. 
you should come to Oklahoma and wrestle sometime, and you could meet Granny Holster in person. And I mean, we could, I you know, I could get you in touch with some really awesome people in Oklahoma if you ever wanted to come wrestle in Oklahoma. Yeah, please do. Uh, would love to touch base afterwards, and yeah, we'd definitely love to come out there. Now, uh, Jerry, before we uh, continue, um, I had to send a script uh, for you to do a little uh, minor. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take care of that now. I'll count you down from five, and if we have to do a couple takes, we'll do that. But since I started sending, since I started sending the script to the guests, we only need to do one take, but we'll see what happens. So if you're ready, we can go ahead and take care of that. All right. I'm ready. All right, here we go. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, this is Elliot Barats. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the hosts, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Holster. That's awesome. And since you said awesome. uh, their names, great, uh, great since you job. Said, since you said their, since you said their names after theirs, I can go ahead and edit them out and just keep mine. Oh, hardy Oh my Hardy gosh, you know, we're going to have to change that. We're going to have, whatever happened to ladies first, guys, you know. I know, exactly. <laughs> I'm a, you gotta, and, and you know what, the, I'm, old, I'm older, I'm older the, than all of, I'm older than all of you here, so, you know, I mean, you know, well, respect up, uh, the elders, guys. The only reason why I put, I put your name last is, one, respect, and two, some like to say Granny Holster, so, you know. <laughs> Whatever. Well, Icon, right. uh, I, Icon's the type that wouldn't get out of his seat for you on the train, Granny, so don't worry about it. But, um, um, my, you know what? I mean, it's okay. My my main thing, um, and uh, and this is the first time, uh, weirdly enough, it's the first time that we've um, we've had a, a, a you know a double name on the show. Obviously, you know, Icon introduced him as Jerry Pender. Uh, obviously, Elliot Barrett's um, is is the name he used when he did the liner. Um, how did you come about that name? Um, you know, I mean, I mean, some, some wrestlers, very few, but some do, do choose, you know, do, do tend to go with their real name and some come up with a stage name or created name, or if they're in WWE or TNA or one of the bigger companies, they, they often are given a name. Um, but how, how did you, uh, sort of come up with, with what you go by in the ring? Yeah, so in my first go round it was it was just given to me. Um Okay. One of my first one of my first day you know, first or second day, uh, you know, Nick Dinsmore said, Man, everybody ever tell you you, you look like Terry Bam Bam Gordy? I was like, Nah, man, I, you're you're the first one. So that became my uh that became my name. He's like, Well we're that's your new name now. Um of course, so I my my response would have been, who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, so, uh, that was back in the old school wrestling days. Um, so, yeah, so, so I got, got stuck uh, with that, obviously. Yeah, so Jerry Penders here, I guess. we got about 15 minutes here left with you. Now, when uh, – uh, we all know that, you know, as a wrestler, everybody has a great finisher. Now, we would like to know about yours. Oh, geez. What is it called? What goes into it, and uh, uh, maybe you can ask one of us uh, to volunteer to practice on one of us, uh, depending on how devastating it is. So what do you got? 
Um, well, uh, as the Jewish American star, um, my finishing move is called the synagogue slam. And how does and that work? Basically, oh. well, it's um, uh, Mandy Rose does it on TV now. I've been actually, I had it, I I've been doing that move pretty much since 2000 and. In, in my OBW days, so um, so anyway, but that's the move. It's pretty much like a double underhook, like a pedigree uh, lift the opponent up, so their feet are pointing to the sky and their head is pointing down. And uh, and then what I do is I would uh, land on my knees and you know slam them uh, front facing down onto the mat. Um, I, in my original run, that move was called the keg stand uh, because I was yeah, that's a good my one. character. And my character in, in uh, OVW was a drunken, you know, fraternity college kid because that was actually a real shoot thing. I was a drunken fraternity college kid, so um, so that was like a natural. So that was, we, you know, we called that the keg stand driver. But um, so obviously, I, you know, kept it all these years later and just renamed it. So is that where they wow. say, uh, is that where your opponent says, uh, are you going to hit me with that? And you say, well, it depends. Oh, gee, yeah. I can <laughs> I wish I had, I wish I, I had my, that. that was super clever. Granny, I wish well, I had, I, I wish I was in the main studio tonight over here instead of the side studio. So I had all the buttons. Gong? Yeah. I could hit the wrong wrong. Yeah, or the slow clap or something. <laughs> or the or that gong, the the gong like on the gong show, you know, where they used to gong yeah. them. <laughs> gong. See, see, Jerry, I uh, see, I had, I I had put out a comedy album uh, several years ago and it went aluminum. But anyway. I wish I had like a cricket sound effect thing. That would be that'd be awesome for Icon, but. No, I, I do gotta ask though. Um, I do gotta ask. Uh, some wrestlers, uh, like I said, you know, some are given their names, some choose them. Some wrestlers also go over the top with their gimmicks. Um, the uh, I'm, I, and his name is blanking me for some reason. Um, but during, I believe it was '03. Uh, I believe it was Muhammad Hassan. I believe is what he went by. But he had the super, yep. you know, Muslim, um, the super like you know Middle Eastern anti-America, death to America sort of a thing that he did. And obviously, when the whole London bombing happened, obviously he dropped the gimmick and whatnot. But some some wrestlers go way over the top with what their gimmick is. Uh, your finisher is called the synagogue slam. Do you have a uh, a very sort of – and it's going to sound terrible for me to say this, especially in the society we live in today where everyone's offended by things. But do you have like a very kind of a Jewish look when you come out to the to the uh, crowd? Like, like would we know if, – if we were if we were watching it on mute and we didn't hear, you know, the Ali Barats or we didn't hear your, you know, your, your finisher name or, or whatnot, could we tell – that you sort of had a, a Jewish uh, sort of influence on your character, or or is it really just kind of the the name and the finisher that give it away? Um, no, I mean you could tell my ring gear <laughs> usually has some type of Star of David, you know, um, you know, like for example, uh, I actually just had tights made, uh, new trunks made of um, pretty much a rip off from Kurt Angle's 
uh, Kurt Angle's tights when they were the red and white pinstripes with the blue star. Oh, yep. I did yep. the same exact thing, but with the star of David. Um, okay. As you know, as the stars. Uh, you know, so sometimes I'll wear a talus, which is, uh, you know, like the the scarf looking thing that that you know you would wear. Um, or sometimes I'll wear a yarmulke too. It just depends. Uh, you know, Friday night I came out with uh, six six candles lit on the menorah for my match. You know. Ah, okay, yeah. So that's definitely, so, yeah, definitely yeah. good. It's tasteful too. It's not like because sometimes superstars go over the top. And it's kind of like, oh, no, no, uh, no, no, like no. I have a good sense of no, humor, but that's a little offensive. But yours sounds pretty tasteful, yeah. This is a this is a TV ready character. This is this is not stereotype tip, stereotypical, no hokiness to it. You know, it's just it's it's a it's a guy who's who's just, who's proud of his heritage, okay? And you okay. know, yeah, he can uh, kick some butt and take some names, and you know, he's got a little weasel sneaky side to him. Uh, sure. Like a good heel should, but yeah, no, it's uh, super, um, super kosher. Let's say. Jerry Penders is our guest. We have about uh, we got about ten minutes here left with him. Uh, one question that uh, we always like to ask um, our guests, um, and you already mentioned that you did have a little stint in the WWE, but. If the WWE were to call you again, because when you're an independent wrestler, you basically control your own destiny. You do what you want. The WWE, they tell you what you can do. They tell you what you can't do. They basically control all aspects of your life. Is that something that you're trying to get back to, or are you wanting to stay independent where you can do what you want? I mean, honestly, I think like, you know, I think just like anything, if they came calling, I mean, you have to take, you have to answer that call and you have to listen. You have to see what, what they have in mind um, and where you're at in your life, you know, um, everybody, you know, timing is, is, is the most important thing in our life, no matter what it is and what we do. Um, the timing has to be right. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. I can say that, you know, like I have a good career and I have a great job. I have a, you know, I have a great uh, wife and a great house and, you know, so like, yeah, like obviously if they called, I would, you know, depending on how, what the plans were. I mean, that's a big decision, you know, because you're talking about changing lifestyles. You're talking about, you know, maybe having to quit a job. So, mm-hmm. yes, I think. Well, I, can, I definitely see what he's saying because, I mean, no offense to Canada or anything. Uh, and Jordan, if you're listening, again, no offense to Canada or anything. But I can, I think sort of what he's saying is if you're a football player, you know, at the college level or, or whatever it may be, and you get a chance to go to the NFL or a chance to go to like the Canadian football league or now the XFL or, you know, playing semi pro football somewhere, obviously you're going to take the NFL chance. You might not necessarily like the way that the league is set up with all the new penalties and all the new stuff and whatever's going on, but the NFL is the top tier. So it's sort of the same way, you know, with, with WWE. I mean, like them or hate them right now, they are, you know, the top dogs are the best wrestlers in the world. And, uh, they're, you know, they're they're the ones where if they come knocking on your door, yeah, you kind of, in my opinion, would be stupid not to take it. So, uh, I, I see I see what Jerry's saying here, and that's that's definitely um, a good way that he phrased it there as well, because I, I definitely I would do the same. I would definitely take it if if uh, you know they came calling, you know, a, a pro aspect of their level came calling. Sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's hard to say so no to, you know. When 
were when you were training in the WWE, you know, you mentioned you were, you know, trained by Eugene. Uh, did you have a chance to uh, meet any uh, uh, any uh, big name superstars uh, uh, that you uh, that you could name drop for us, or would you not want to do that? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, my trainers alone were some of them were, you know, had good successful careers. You know, I mean, I, Rip Rogers trained me, um, Bill Demont, Lance Storm, Al Snow. Uh, all those guys, uh, you know, were, were running the developmental program at the time. Um, but I mean, uh, but like, you know, coming through there, you know, like, you know, you get to wrestle a lot of guys, you know, like I wrestled Mark Henry. I wrestled, uh, you know, all the guys who basically um, were in the OVW system, you know, 2003 to 2005, the Carlitos, the Chris Masters, the Bobby Lashley's, the Dolph Ziggler's and, and stuff like that, you know? So, um, so yeah, I mean, that was obviously a, a great experience and, and, uh, being able to do that. And, uh, did you ever have a chance to meet edge? Yes. Um, Oh boy. In, we were, oh no. In practice that Rip Rogers, I don't know if you know, Rip Rogers, you know, no, yeah, he's, he's got the he's greatest story. Yep. But I was in the I was in the practice there when when he hurt his ankle when he broke his ankle from not wearing uh, after Rip literally just said you, you know you should be wearing your boots when you're training and and Edge literally just blew it off like ah it's no big deal I always uh, you know before the shows will mess around his shoes and uh, and then Rip said that and sure enough he got hurt wow. <laughs> Well, Jerry, oh, finish our guest. We got about uh, we got about uh, three minutes here left with you. If our fans wanted to uh, check you out, uh, do you have a Facebook? You got an Instagram? You got a YouTube? Or you got a Twitter? What do you got? Yeah, I got all that. Um, yeah, I use some of it with my regular name, Jerry Penders. So on Facebook, I'm I'm at Jerry Penders. Um, uh, on Instagram, I'm at Jew American Star. Uh, same with Twitter at Jew American Star, um, and on uh, YouTube, I believe it's uh, you know at Elia Baratz, E L I A B A R A T Z. And uh, so, uh, so our friends that are listening around the country, when is uh, your your next uh, event uh, that uh, they might be able to, uh, those that are listening that are near you? When uh, is your next event? Uh, actually, my next event, um, I'm actually doing uh, the NXT TV tapings on January 3rd. So uh, hopefully wow. hopefully you'll see me on the network doing something. And uh, uh, now uh, we'll, we'll, get to the, uh, we'll get to the begging part of the interview because we've got about a couple minutes here left with you. Uh, would you uh, be willing to send us some autographs for giveaways for our uh, big uh, uh, end of the year celebration that we're going to have? Yeah, yeah. I believe I got the address here is 1101. That, no, I'm just kidding. That, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's the one. Yep. I, I, is, I don't want some crazy female fans uh, stalking me or anything. But <laughs> send it to the to – the... To the Icon Compound up there in North Dakota. That's what we call it now, the compound. Forget an apartment. If you are a crazy female fan, 
Come on up. I'm right here. Scott, if you ever need help, we can. Uh, I can kidnap Carson Wentz and we can take him to the compound there. Well, you know, Carson Wentz is a good friend of mine, so. Oh boy, I'm, I'm from Philly. Oh, oh. So. hey, hey, um, Icon. Actually, if you guys both know Carson Wentz, um, can can you give him a message for me? You did one yeah, hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about you, Cowboys? Just give Carson Wentz that message for me, if you could. You oh, Mark. <coughs> nah, Carson's hey. the man. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, Big Swing. You just pissed off our guest. Usually that's my job. <laughs> nah, listen, listen, listen. That's okay. That's okay. I, you know how I much hate, crap I, I get working on? The Cowboys are finally competitive again. Well, Icon, well, well not that well, Icon knows, but uh, dude, just so you know how much crap I get Working in sports radio in upstate New York, being a Cowboys fan, I, I get a lot of it. And, and throughout the years, the last couple of years, the Giants being competitive, obviously the Eagles fans, you know, popping up out of nowhere now that they won a Super Bowl finally. I just, I, I, I have to relish in it because we're always the team that gets dumped on, and now we can finally do some dumping, which is which is about about well, top. But, dude, you're still going to get dumped on in the first round of the playoffs. So, it's all good, man. I mean, like, yes. <laughs> now, 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 Icon, my my big thing here, my big thing here with the Cowboys is I don't let myself get upset about it anymore. I, I don't go in with any expectations because if I set the bar high and I say, wow, we beat the Saints, we beat the Eagles, we're on a five-game winning streak, yada, yada, and I start, I start getting into the Cowboy fan mentality, which is we're going to win the Super Bowl, Obviously, I get let down. So if I come into every week with no expectations or low expectations, at least I can be pleasantly surprised. Because this team has let me down so many times that you know it may, maybe maybe if I go in with lower expectations every week, even if we're good, uh, that the, the least I can be is pleasantly surprised. So yeah, you know, I can tell, tell you from last Jerry, you year as an Eagles fan, might as well like. Keep those- well, hold on, I can't let Last year as an Eagles, no, seriously, last year as an Eagles fan, that's how I felt. And literally, come the playoffs and, and that, especially the NFC Championship game, you, your mm. expectations to make it, you, you get so amped up and excited, like, oh, you, I you bet, think yeah, you're gonna win. You know, well, like, if we win, once we if we win the first game, game of the playoffs, playoffs like, like if we beat <laughs> Seattle or Minnesota, whoever we end up playing in the playoffs, if I, I know for a fact now with three games left. That, all right, well, you know what? Yeah, we're pretty much going to win a division, but, you know, playoffs, we're known to choke, yada, yada. We win one playoff game. I'm doing a naked lab around my complex. I mean, I, I'm going to end up I'm gonna end up falling into that trap. But as of right now, uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get too, too excited yet. But I, but I know that first playoff when we get, if we get it, it's going to be crazy in my household. I know that. And, uh, Jerry, you can agree with me on this. You might as well just keep those – Low expectations because I used to have a quarterback named Tony Homo. So you know. Oh my. PC icon, you realize we are on we are syndicated on FM radio here. You can't be. I'm gonna have to hit All the right, dumb I'm button. Sorry, on I got you. Have to hit the dumb button All on right, that sorry one. Sorry about that. <laughs> but no, it's uh, no. I got you. I got you. And, and I don't have a problem with honestly. I don't have a problem with with the Eagles. They they played a they played a hell of a game on Sunday. I really thought you you played well enough to win. Um, it's it, it's the Washington Redskins that I I really can't. I, the only reason I don't like the Eagles is because they always beat us, but but it, but it's the Washington Redskins that I, I can't really stand at all. So well, I'm glad uh, that they're. Guys, uh, 
Anyway, we, we got to wrap continue. this up because our next yes. guest will be calling in here. But uh, beautiful, Jerry, beautiful. We want to thank you, Jerry. We do want to thank you for your time for joining us, taking Thanks, time out of your schedule, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll be willing to come on with us again if we haven't scared you away or upset you. Uh, I'll be in contact <laughs> with you, and uh, we'd love to have you on again. Sounds good. Shalom. Yes, Shalom. Thanks, and, and you're a male. You, and you're a male, so you won't have to worry about an order of protection against you against the icon. So that's that's you know yeah. that, that's another positive. <laughs> but anyway, all right, all right. Well, hopefully we can talk to you again. Shalom. Uh, Thanks, Jerry. Have a great day. Jerry Penders, everybody. That was great. All right. So our next guest should be calling in. Uh, I don't know if people uh, are aware of this or not or listen to that usually listen to uh, Justin Garber's show, Cut the Promo, but uh, the Icon hijacked that show last night with yes, Jeff Gardner. And, uh, last night or Sunday uh, night? Uh, last uh, Sunday night. And uh, we took it over, Deb Gardner and I. Yeah, you and Deb Gardner have become buddy-buddy uh, here, huh? You guys are a, yeah, a tag was, team now. It was the highest ratings he's ever had. Wow. Wow, Jordan. Hey, shots fired. So, if Jordan's there you listening. Go. So, Which yeah, he's probably so our, not, uh, but could be. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I was able to find his username and password, and I ran the show from my tablet, and uh, I found out I can actually do that. Uh, oh, you, you you know how to work uh, Blog Talk Radio, so like I could I could uh, give you the switchboard if I run into a jam and can't make it. Uh, well, if my uh, if my tablet will work again, sure, definitely I I can okay. give it a shot. Cool. It's really not but, rocket uh, science. It's actually pretty easy once you get the hang of it. Like I I mean it's honestly I mean again no offense to Blog Talk here because you know you guys do uh, provide the platform for our show, but literally an eight year old could do it, man. It, it's really not. Not hard. So, um, I used or, to or, I used to run or, a podcast on Blog Talk several years ago with some friends. So yeah. So and so you've well, seen the setup. It's it's not difficult. But the yeah, uh, the actual like not. the actual next gen that we use on FM like like the actual um the actual uh like like program we use for the FM radio that can get a little bit uh a little bit hairy here and there. But but. Blog talk is is pretty simple. It's designed to be simple because it's designed for people who aren't necessarily, you know, industry professionals. Uh, you know, if, if any old average Joe uh, wants to run a podcast from their house, it's designed to be able to to do that. So it's um, and they make it easy and very user friendly, which is which is good. So which is always a yeah, always a fun time. Uh yeah sure mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome so uh, our guest should be calling in here shortly uh, she's not on yes, the line hopefully. yet or is she um let me x out of this box that I'm watching here and go back yes six three one area code yep sure. so yep. long long guy Long Island Long Island New York here so. Let me uh, let me do that icon. I'm gonna step aside for one sec because I have to uh, use little boy's room. But I will uh, I will let you do your thing, and I'll be back. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle right now, she is what you would call major hotness because <laughs> she walks the ring of fire 
Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Nicoletta Rig Walker. <laughs> hey. Creepy. You creepy bastard. All right, wow. I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be back. That's the best introduction I've ever gotten. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> you're one of the don't feel the ego anymore, anymore, Nikki. You don't, you, know, you don't have to. You don't have to uh, pat his back any more than he already does. <laughs> and uh, you're one of the. Uh, and you're one of the few female wrestlers that does not have a restraining order against me too. So that's nice. At least not yet. But yes. We'll yes. Nope. Keep it. Yes. I'm glad he added that word yet. (laughs) So uh, once uh, our guests uh, get a uh, a in-ring introduction from myself, then we let them give us a little background, and then we interview them. So you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, then we'll uh, chat with you. Okay. I mean, you should already know who I am just by my name. Well, I do know who you are, but our fans. This is for our fans, not for us. Yeah, they should know, too. They know who Nicoletta Ringwalker is. They should, if they're good fans. <laughs> Everybody, you know, if they're not a fan, because they don't know me. But no, basically, um, I work for Fight the World Wrestling. We're located in Long Island, New York. And um, wrestle in Florida, um, Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, God, they even go to Canada. So, yeah, we're pretty big. Whereabouts, uh, whereabouts on Long Island? Uh, see, I'm I'm from New York. I'm stationed up in um, at the ESPN station up in Albany. But my whole family, well, at least my whole dad's side, is from Long Island. Uh, my actually, my ex girlfriend in college is from Long Island as well. But uh, oh, uh, hi. If you don't mind telling us uh, whereabouts you're from. Well, I am from Ronkonkoma. Okay. The yep. Federation. Um, uh, we have schools in Bohemia now. Okay. Suffolk mm-hmm. County. Yep. Yeah, Suffolk County up here. Okay. Yeah, here we've had. Uh, well, my, my dad's my dad's whole side of the family is from the uh, Brentwood West Islip area. Okay. And, um, That's not too far. And, and my ex girlfriend uh, girlfriend from college was from Deer Park. Okay. Yeah, there's a um, building we go at NYWC out in Deer Park that we use too. Okay. I've worked out there. Mhm. And uh, I I also know you as uh, uh, well. I don't know if I should mention it or not, but sometimes you also go uh, by the uh, the Kirby Vixen from Long Island. Is that correct? That is correct. <laughs> I am the Kirby Vixen. <clears throat> Now, Icon, I'm looking at I'm looking at some of the bombshells here on Fight the World Wrestling, and uh, I mean, I mean, I think I think the kid is uh, or Nicoletta rather, excuse me, has a uh, has a leg up here on the competition. I mean, I'm looking at Aww. you know some of these Miss New York, Big Booty Trudy, Tracy Wayne Gacy, <laughs> which, is, which is Tracy Wayne Gacy is a pretty interesting name if you're if you're a serial killer fan uh, and, and Candy <laughs> Cartwright. Uh, which Got one of these reference? ladies? Well, I, I did get it. Yeah, and she she looks pretty that. uh pretty creepy too. So, well, which oh, one of these ladies uh, have you had have you had the most epic matches against? Like, is there any one of these ladies that are your big rival? Um, honestly, no, I don't no? have any okay. rivalries with them because I I'm a manager. I mean, I I oh, have okay. Yeah, I work as a manager. So okay. Right now, 
Um, I manage the rock star. So I'm like his number okay. one Murphy. Yeah, that's how we do. The gr- okay, I see and him on here. Yeah. Can, can you uh, can you get us hooked up with the rock? He cut out. You, I kind of cut out, out there for a minute. Yeah, totally. Can I you didn't get us hooked? I'm sorry. Yeah, can you get us hooked up with the rock star? Well, how do you want to hook up with him? <laughs> no, not the way. Not not the way that my giggle implies. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody wants to hook up with him, so I just yeah. want to know how. <laughs> and I think if, if I, I know I, the I got icon, the, I got the I got the same problem. Everybody wants. Uh, everyone wants to hook up. Okay, well, yeah, everyone, Icon, even your boat doesn't want to hook up to uh, to, to your trailer. But um, no, the um, oh I, I I think I think what Icon is trying to get at is is if we could possibly find a way to hook him up uh, on the airwaves with us as well. But um, which which I think I think should be should be uh, you know easy enough for her if she so chooses. I think it could happen. Yeah, I think but, it could happen. Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at some of these. This looks like you got some interesting characters on this fight the world wrestling here. We are interesting. Yeah, we're an interesting bunch. We are. So, uh, in your uh, oh my God, you got yo. This is why you need a microphone and not not call in with. Well, he's calling. He's 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 calling in from his cell phone. He's cutting it. He's calling oh. in with his cricket with, with his cricket wireless cell phone. So that, that's, that's <laughs> on, man. Let's try this. In your tenure in the business, uh, there have he you is. Worked with just the, have you worked with just the one organization, or have you been with several? No, I've worked with several. No, I've, worked- I've definitely. I don't. I. That's my home base. But I've worked with NYWC. I've worked with. Um, oh God, I worked with a Fed up in Connecticut. Um, Done some work with ECPW. I actually debuted in ECPW about eight years ago now. And, and how then long I were you started training to fight the world. Um, I mean, I worked. A, you know, I went up there for to be a ring announcer and to manage a match with Mario Mancini. Okay. Yeah. The he, only thing managed, I know of Connecticut. The only thing I know of Connecticut is when. Uh, Jim Ross said, I had to drive home and figure out how I'm going to, I'm driving through that overpriced hellhole, Connecticut, <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to tell my wife and my two little girls that their daddy had just got fired. That's the only thing um, I know about Connecticut. That's actually word for word. That was, that was pretty interesting. That was old Jim good. Ross, however. Now, not the Jim Ross that I, that I know and love, but that's the old Jim Ross. But uh, I guess, Nicoletta, the, the main thing here would be um how how did you come about getting into the wrestling business like and I know a lot of uh people have their backstories or they they've been wrestlers in high school or they were mm-hmm. always interested in it as a kid or whatnot but sort of take us through your path how did you decide that this this particular industry and profession was was what you wanted to do I actually, I love that question because I love my story. It's actually, it's very, very cool because I never thought I would have the opportunities that I have if it wasn't for wrestling. So I do love my story. Um, I was a fan as a child. I mean, I mm-hmm. loved, you know, Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, Randy Macho Man Savage, Breath Hitman Hot. You know, I, that was like 
when I grew up, um, that's who was big. But I loved all of them. And then I, I guess, I don't know, I got into like junior high and like puberty hit. And I kind of just wasn't really, I didn't watch, I didn't follow it. I wasn't that big of a fan. And then I would get, like I said, about 10 years ago, nine years ago, um, a friend of mine who I'd had since I was nine years old, who is the rock star, um, was like, yeah, I'm going to be in Long Island for a show. Come see my show. I'm like, what kind of show? And he said, it's a wrestling show. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, yeah, that sounds like fun. I used to love wrestling as a kid. And at that particular show, Tommy Dreamer was being featured. So I was like, cool, I get to meet Tommy Dreamer. Oh, wow, Tommy Dreamer, yeah, that's big. Yes. He's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, he, oh, he's so awesome. I have have met him on several different occasions. I've had dinner with Tommy Dreamer, so that was pretty Uh, awesome. Yeah, he just, such a gentleman and just, and I have to admit, easy on the eyes. So I was, I went there and I was sitting front row and I was, you know, watching him do his thing. And I was like, this is so much fun. Cause you know, it was just so action packed, you know, really cool show. And Tommy came out and like, everybody went nuts. And, you know, I, it was just, it was, the energy was amazing in other words. So afterwards, you know, it's during intermission and I go over to where the rock starts signing autographs and I was sitting down with him and the, the, um, the boss of the promotion you know, was sitting there talking with Tommy, and Tommy said, "Who's that girl over there?" To my to the boss, and he says, "Oh, you know, she's a friend of my brother's. You know, since childhood, and you know, they pretty we've pretty much grown up with her." And he said, "Put her in your show." So he's like, "I don't know if she's really going to be interested. Like, I don't know if that's her thing." You know, he's like, "Put her in your show." Apparently, Tommy told him. I had like an it factor about me and that it would, you know, he'd be wise to approach me and ask me if I'd be interested. So I like when I was watching it, I mean, I looked up to managers like, you know, Francine and Shelly and Sonny and, you know, that was, they were like larger than life to me, beautiful and just amazing. And and Miss Elizabeth, I I can, I can go on, you know, for days, but I'm thinking like, I, I I don't I don't know if I can do what they do, you know. I, I I never really thought about it, but I mean I'm very outgoing, I'm very outspoken, I'm very confident, I'm very you know. So it wasn't that hard for me to really get into a wrestling ring because I had so much background in like acting and modeling and you know um, just different things. So I was like, yeah, this this could be something cool, something else to try. Just like I took my chances with those things. So he did. He came up to me, you know, and was like, he gave me this, told me this whole spiel on, you know, why I should train. And I was kind of like, I am not built to be a wrestler. I got a big butt. I got big boobs. I, I am not built to be a wrestler. This was my opinion back then. So he was like, be a manager. You know, you can, you can be a manager. And I mean, to be honest with you, I work a nine to five job. Um, and that's pretty much it's I'm a social worker. So I saw it as how am I going to have time for this? And he was like, you come to training, you come to show. So I made the time and I went to training and I was like, you know, I, I didn't even ask him why he asked me. I just figured he was a salesman selling me a pitch. 
But then finally, like, one day he told me, Tommy Dreamer is the one that told me, like, put the idea in my head to hire you and have you manage my brother, the rock star. So I was just like, Tommy freaking Dreamer said that? Like, just humbled like you can't imagine. And that's how it happened. I started training, and um, I wanted to wrestle, but physically I was just kind of – I didn't – want to do it I was like I'm just not like I said not built for it mm. so managing appealed to me so and then I started when studying that so as a manager are you a baby face manager are you a heel manager are you Come in on, between with this attitude, or do, with this, do you think I am I'm a, I'm a baby face really well no I, well here's the reason why I asked that because I know that you're uh, into the heel thing, so mm-hmm. go ahead. <laughs> so what? Uh, Granny has an issue with the heels. She's going to talk to you. Uh, oh, yes. I, Granny, yeah, Granny, I, Granny Hulkster yeah, loves heels. Now, now, just, so, just oh. so you know, I'm not a wrestler, but that my gimmick name that was given to me 17 years ago is because I'm a big fan of wrestling. I okay. holler at all the bad guys. I mean – Tommy Dreamer used my cane, traditional championship wrestling show against Matt Riviera in November of 2013. There and that you know they did their they did their wrestling matches. They did TV tapings, and they still show the old reruns down in Little Rock, Arkansas, even to this day. And I'm on a lot of those episodes. I mean, they oh always had me front row. I had my Queen Granny Hulkster Queen of TCW shirt. He literally came because I was getting ready to have knee surgery. He literally came and took my cane out of my hand. And they're like, oh, my God, he's got Granny Hulkster's cane. And he <laughs> took Matt Riviere down to the floor, and he twisted the cane down near his family jewels. And, you know, they're like, oh, my God, he's going down to the nether regions. Well, it was one of those canes that you fold up, and it looked like he broke my the hurricane. Cane. And they're like, oh, my God, he oh. broke. No, that wasn't. No, it's not. No hurricane icon. It just it looked like he broke my cane. And they're like, oh, my God, he broke Granny's cane. And, and the <laughs> other announcer's like, Granny, what do you think you're doing? This isn't fans. Bring your own weapons match. And then he took the handle of the cane and tucked it under Matt's tights and pulled up on the cane and made him hop like a bunny rabbit. And he gave him the most serious wedgie <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And then he That's brought hilarious. me back my cane by the strap and handed it to me. He said, Granny, he says, you might want to get this sanitized. It's really sticky. I was going to say, but no, yeah, I was going to say, did you still want to use that afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but it's, it, but I have, I have met Tommy Dreamer on several different occasions um, through mm-hmm. traditional championship wrestling and other wrestling shows. And, I love Tommy Dreamer. He's he's oh, one of my favorite yeah. wrestlers. So, but I yeah, I holler, I holler, the... I holler at all the bad guys, and I've been handcuffed to uh, oh. managers at wrestling shows. Oh boy, kinky. Yeah, they they at wrestling for a cause. I have friend a friend over in Oklahoma that does independent wrestling shows for kids that have got cancer. And in January of this year, they told me before the show, they said, "Granny, we're going to handcuff you to Pierce during the match." And I'm like, "Okay." And they literally handcuffed me to this man during the match. I've got pictures where I'm handcuffed oh, to this boy. manager. So I That's love awesome. giving grief, not only to the bad guy wrestlers, but managers. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I would love playing <laughs> with you. I think we would have so much fun, fun Absolutely. playing together. 
So then think about uh, it. So, so you said then you studied you studied uh, managing after you know you decided that uh, the actual wrestling act wasn't going to be for you. Usually we ask um, you know a, a wrestler who their you know either their no pun intended icon uh, or you know who their their influence was, their favorite superstar growing up, yada yada, who they model themselves after, but. Uh, I, I guess we can tailor it from the wrestling ring to the managing aspect. Was there anybody that did what you do before you that you sort of looked up to uh, from, from a managing standpoint uh, that you said, oh, wow, yeah. you know, I'm going to take some of those things. And, no, absolutely. And, and who was it? Who was it? Um, I would have to say, I love, I mean, I loved Francine. I loved Francine. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Shelly, but, I mean, she, the, the makeup and everything, I was like, nah, that's not it. So who I really settled on was Sunny. I got to be oh, honest. Oh, Sunny, sure. Yes. Um, I mean, she's gorgeous, all-American girl, you know. So that was who I was with. And, but she pissed the fans off so much. She would work up that crowd like no other. I was mm. fast. <clears throat> I was like, you know, I can, I can do that. You know, when, mm. when I was like, I like them all. They're all doing their own for different reasons. They're all doing their own thing. But she was who I really was like, yeah. And then, I mean, her and I became best friends about five years ago. We're not mm-hmm. anymore, mm-hmm. but we were. So, but well, I it's not hard it to piss New Yorkers off, though. I mean, they, they, no, they, get, no. they get mad over <laughs> over parking spaces and things. We're so, so I mean, I've, I've seen some, Yeah, I've seen some pretty interesting. Uh, Interesting arguments in uh, the New York, New Jersey area, for sure. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're so dramatic. But, I mean, I got to admit that that is, that is who I thought, you know. I was like, yeah, because she's so pretty, and I loved her outfits. And so, yeah, that was who I actually looked up to. Nice. Okay. <laughs> okay, Nicola, Nicola the Ring uh, is, our, is our guest. Uh, I had uh, sent you a script. We're gonna ha- we're gonna go ahead and take care of that liner now. What I'll do is I'll Absolutely. count down from five, and then uh, then I'm gonna ask you the tough questions. So if you're ready, we'll go ahead and do that. I'll count down from five, and we'll do it. Ready? Five. Okay. Four, three, two, one. Hey, this is Nicoletta Ringwalker. You're listening to the Attitude Era live with the host, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. Perfect. Fantastic. Perfect. So, uh, as a heel manager, uh, how often uh, do you get involved in uh, your boys' matches, and uh, what is your favorite uh, form of interference? I get involved in every single match. I'm not going to just walk out there and be the core parsley. I get involved in every match. So, I mean, whatever I got to do. Now, do you like to, uh, do you like to use uh, uh, your heels? Uh, Do you like to uh, slap their taste out of their mouth? Love slapping. Love the slapping. Uh, yes. Hilarious. Do you, have, do you ever have anything in your purse? Yes. I've done the purse, and I've done – I actually stuck, like, a bag of powder in my bra one time. It was like a Coke head. I had, it was, mm-hmm. I had flour, like uh, – or powder, I'm sorry, all over me because we were using baby powder in a match. That went over well. 
I've used the purse. Eh. I, I prefer to use my hands, though. Like, I just, you know, like the props that I've used at least, no. I, I've, I've had more fun with my hands. And uh, what would you uh, do to uh, the icon if he got thrown out of the ring uh, in your presence? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Aw. I have to pick on him now? All right, if you want. I mean, I Everybody would probably. Else does. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't show the referee was distracted. That's that's number one. Then I would just look over, you know, I'd probably go up to him. And usually I I have, like, the sexy little, you know, finger that I do. Like, you know, like, come here and kind of act like I'm interested. And then I smack the, sh- nah, the taste out of his mouth. We'll say that. Taste well, works. that is interesting. And uh, <laughs> now uh, – I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and ask you this question because we we ask all independent wrestlers this. And then I'm gonna then I'm gonna get uh, then I'm gonna get to your ring attire because all our fans know this is coming. Just so you know, it's coming. oh boy. Now, okay. just wait a second. Now, we all know that when you get to into the wrestling business, we all know that you know the main goal is to get to the big dance, which is the WWE. But when you get to the WWE, you know, they tell you what you can do, who you can talk to, all this and that. They control every aspect of your life, basically. Mm-hmm. But as an independent wrestler, you control your own destiny and do what you want. Now, with that being said, is the WWE something that you struggle with? again. Was that something that I what, think they I think we I think we lost him again. There we go. Yeah. Now he's back here. We heard we heard the WWE. Is that something that you? Okay, yeah, cut off. Now, is the, <laughs> cut, now, is the WWE something that you'd want to do, or would you rather stay independent, where you control your own destiny, do what you want? I mean, honestly, if Vince called me and was like, "Yeah, you know, come, I got a contract for you," I I might consider it. But no, it's not right now. It's not something that I'm working towards. But if you do get there, if you do get there, uh, would you still be willing to uh, say that you know us and still be our friend and not big time us? Like a hundred percent. I'm very humble. hundred <laughs> percent. I'm very humble. Like I said, I just you know work in the gimmick, but no, I'm very well, sweet you, person. So, so you won't change your phone number like oh, every other female guest that we've had on the line has. Uh, well. She didn't Is say that. Is that what they do? <laughs> do you give them course, reasons to do that? <laughs> well, sometimes. Of course, that is uh, that that is that is a joke. But anyway, uh, is it though? So here's okay. You know, being be, you know being a ring ring manager, you know, uh, you know, you mentioned you know Sonny and uh, you know some of the others. Uh, you know, back in the day, you know, they would call them eye candy. Now, do you consider yourself that when you're in the ring? And uh, what um, what kind of ring attire do you uh, do you wear? Do you like wear something like flashy, something conservative? Uh, what, what kind of outfits do you wear? <laughs> well, no, conservative, definitely not. Um, I mean, my character is a groupie. Like, I'm supposed to be like this, you know, sleazy groupie. So, how I dress on in the ring, um, 
I wouldn't wear it out to the mall. I wear very sexy, skimpy dresses, leather, um, very high heels, six inches at least. Really? And wow. Yes. Yes. If you, you know, if you scroll through some of any, any photos that you see of me in the ring, I am in high heels that are like ridiculous. I don't know. It, it's so hard to walk in that ring in those freaking <coughs> things, but that's the character. Um, I always have a choker on and I always have a glove on my right hand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've, definitely, I've seen some of these photos. Um, yeah, she's she's not uh, not lying. I've definitely seen you know what she's talking about with some of these classy, but also sassy at the same time. I can see it. Very sassy, very very sassy. A little too sassy. A little well, bit too. Well, well, you think be too sassy? Well, let me ask this. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't ask this, but I, I I cannot stop myself. Oh God. Well, I, I got my hand on the button, so, so if I got to mute you, I will. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, when you uh, are, are you do you wear uh, like like bras to the ring and like thongs or is it what what do you do oh, in that? I, mean, I got yeah, I got my drawers on. I mean, I'm a, I am a lady. I wear well, a thong. I'm not I wear saying, a bra. I, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, is it like? Uh, <laughs> Is it like uh, like uh, a conservative type, or is it flashy too? Is the question. Everything's flashy. Everything. I really like to, like when I started out, I would just like you know wear like a pretty dress and shoot. But I really took time to like hone my look and my make down to my makeup and you know my hair is, is I have very long hair. Um, but I really took the time, like, for just, like, the outfits and, like, the, the shoes and the jewelry. And But, like I said, I always have that. I always have short gloves on or I have one glove on, like I said, my, my right mm-hmm. hand. But the, I really Which, took time, like, even down to my name. Because, you know, the, uh, what, the reason why I was asking that is because there's this one picture that I'm looking at and mm-hmm. – uh, uh, you uh, you're wearing like this. It looks like uh, like bones or something on your on your arm, and you have this like <laughs> red like, top thing on. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a bracelet. The... I got that from a from like a Halloween city. That's a bracelet, and it has like rings that go like it looks it looks like the skeleton of your hand. And uh, yeah, that was a bracelet. Awesome. There's always something, I, you know, if I'm not from gloves on, I have, like, there's some kind of, like, something, too, so I like showing those off. Uh, you know, it's it's all very show-offy. It really is. I have to, like, I sit and think about it, and I'm like, yeah, it's very sassy. Like, I have to agree. Well, let me ask you this, uh, if, you, if you'd be willing, because uh, uh, Nicola the Ringwalker is our guest. We have uh, about... I don't know, maybe 14 or so minutes here left uh, with you. Uh, now, you mentioned, you know, you have tattoos. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you be willing to tell us about those? Oh, geez. You want to hear about all 17 of them? You have 17 of them? I have 17 of them. Well, I'll tell you what. What are 17. your top five? Oh, top five. Okay, I have Michael Jackson tattooed on my left wrist. <clears throat> That's my favorite. <laughs> Be nice. Yes, that's my favorite. Um, 
I have purple raindrops for Prince next to the next to Michael. Um, I have a lightning bolt for David Bowie. I am a mu- also a musician. I don't know if that's I was just about to, I was just about to say you know, you're a yeah, music I'm fan. A huh? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, big time, big time. Um, geez, what else do I have? I have a heart with music notes behind my right ear. Me and Sonny got matching tattoos about three years ago behind our left. Oh, well, mine's behind my left ear. Hers is on her back, but it's um, the symbol for friendship. Um, I have the symbol for strength between my shoulder blades. Oh, I have uh, Born This Way tattooed on my right shoulder. It says Born This Way, and it's in, like, a watercolor rainbow. Um, also a Gaga fan. I don't know if that, you know. Kind of giving away my, my musicians here, who my top five are. Oh, I have Michael Jackson lyrics on my right rib cage. It says, I'm born to amuse, to inspire, to delight. That's from his song, Gone Too Soon. Big Michael Jackson fan. So, right. And I liked that line because I'm like, I am totally born to amuse and to inspire and to delight. I'm going to tattoo it on my rib cage. So that's what I have there. I have the very first, first tattoo I ever got is on my right butt cheek. It's like a vine with daisies. I have a which, tramp no, stamp. Which uh, no one can ever see, obviously. You can see the top of it. You can see, like, like you'll, you, see, you see, like, the vine. Like, you see, like, a little squiggle vine. Like, I would have to actually pull <clears> down <throat> the pants. I don't want to say down because that makes it sound like I'm pulling my pants down. But just, like, that area, you know, to, to, for you to really see it. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, my tramp stamp is a daisy with, I don't know, some black design, tribal design, I guess. It was the 90s. Um, what else do I have here? I have to look at myself. Oh, my right wrist, I have a black Gerber daisy, and I have a black arrow with an infinity sign in the middle on going down my forearm. My lower left abdomen is a flaming heart. Um, I have an anchor on my right foot, a rose heart on my right ankle, and then my left ankle is like this, that one's, that's a really big piece that goes from my foot to like the middle of my leg. Um, it's wrapped around and it's just like a vine with daisies. I like daisies. So my theme of my uh, tattoos is like music and, and flowers, basically. All right, and uh, you know there was one thing I was, uh, uh, you know, um, reading on your Facebook. I don't know if you want to mention this or not. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. even know if I should ask, but I'm going to anyway. If you don't want to answer, I don't understand. Uh, you know, on your on your Facebook page, you have a dedication to your father who recently passed. How long? Uh, how how long has he been gone? Um, he passed away September third. I'm oh, sorry to hear that. Wow. Thank yeah. you. So sorry yeah. to hear that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. But that, that's a beautiful story because the day before I had a gig with my band and it was the first time he ever saw me with my band. The, very, the day before was September 2nd. It was Labor Day. Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, and I sing. I'm the lead singer. So he was like a big fan of karaoke and you know, he had this, he has this whole group of friends. They call themselves the corner crew karaoke fans. Um, so that's something that we did a lot. 
So he got to see me, like, actually on stage with a band. My boyfriend's the drummer, you know, so his last words to me were, I love you, baby girl. I'm so proud of you. And then he had a heart attack the next day and passed. So That is awesome. And, uh. So uh, what uh, what kind of what kind of music is it like? What kind of uh, is it like a rock group or? Yes, yeah, cover band. Yeah. Um, we do rock, we do pop, but um, that's pretty. Yeah, I'm I'm I have my voice is more, I'm like a Pat Benatar. Like I have that pretty rock rasp sound. I would say I'm not Pat Benatar, but that's oh, like yeah. who I always get okay. compared to. Is like you kind of sound like Pat Benatar. That's who I get compared to a lot. Okay, that's not that's not a bad comparison. Oh no, oh no, that's amazing. Yeah, it's an honor. And if oh. uh, if our uh, fans wanted to uh, see you wrestle, uh, that are that are listening, uh, when is uh, your next uh, your next show? Where is it? Uh, what day is it? Uh, what time is it? Uh, can they get tickets? How would they uh, see you if they want to come see you in person uh, in the near future? Um, definitely check out the website. It's the next show is January. I want to say 19th in Queens, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. So it probably would be good to find that out though. <laughs> um, but the website right. is www.ftwprowrestling.com. And that's updated with all the show information. And, uh, oh, geez, if, I uh can't. if you're able to, Hold on. If you're able to, uh, I'd uh, send you an address. Do you think you might be able to send us some autographs for giveaways? Maybe you and the rock star and, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. I don't, sure, I can do that. Awesome. And then, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure you have, like, good promo pictures of some of your greatest outfits. So anything like that that, uh, you know, you can send us if you could do, like, three or four or five. You, we'd appreciate you want the could. red dress. See, that, and I, I put do quotes over that. Did you see the red dress? Yes, I have seen the red dress. The uh-huh. red dress, like, with all the, the – it was all, like, black ties up the side. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what everybody wants a photo of. So so the red dress is what everybody remembers. And that's I, that I, was a hot dress. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm i speechless on that. And uh, <laughs> if, if our friends – And that's actually friends, a first. Yeah, and if our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, you got a Twitter, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube. What do you got? I don't do Twitter. I can't. It annoys me. Um, I do Facebook, Nicoletta Ringwalker. Instagram is Curvy Vixen Nicoletta. I just can't do Twitter. Okay. Yeah, I Twitter tried. sucks. I think I have, yeah, I, I can, but I don't use it. Listening to this interview, it's crazy. It's going to be channeling. Um, my father's side of the family, like when we visit them for the holidays, I, 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 I kid you not, all day tomorrow, I'm going to be like dog, water, coffee, like all day. <laughs> I'm going to go to Dunkin' and be like, yeah, let me, let me get the cold brew coffee. You know, <laughs> like it's just, it's, it's yep. going to come out. Because yep. <laughs> I have, I like, have well, it in there somewhere. All the time I get Marissa Tomei, like, you're going to shoot a deer? Like, I get that all the time. Can you please do Marissa Tomei for me? And, oh, God. I, if they remake that movie, I'm still trying out for that role. Oh, I, I hear you. That'd be great. Uh, you know, uh, the, the big swing does have, uh, does have a little saying that he, uh, he, he sometimes uh, does uh, 
he sometimes uh, plays. He, we're not going to let him play it now, but uh, it? you know, <laughs> well, you know about the the butt crack thing. She sounds. Oh, she oh, oh, yeah, that's um. I, I have to. I can get it quick, but that was that. That's in I'm the sorry, other. Sorry, I sound like that's a butt crack. No, 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 no. The gal talking in the liner. The gal talking in the liner. You sound just like her. Let me try to to get it real quick while she's still on with us. It's in the other studio, but I can try to transfer it over. Yeah, we got uh, Nicoletta Ringwalker. We got about four minutes left with you. Uh, All right, I'll try to do it. uh, Yeah, you know, Nicoletta, we do appreciate uh, you, uh, you know, taking time out of your schedule uh, to join us. And uh, Mm -hmm. I also appreciate you don't have a restraining order on me yet uh, (laughs) because I know you I know you said you would drop that if I stopped calling at three in the morning. Now that I know that you have a boyfriend that's a drummer, uh, I mean, knock it uh, off, like really. Yeah, I Make mean, for you real, know, for that's real. all. I mean, that's how <laughs> Pamela Anderson got. That's how Pamela Anderson got her start having a boyfriend as a drummer. So, oh I, boy. Uh, I, yeah, oh no no no! I don't want to be compared to Pam. No no no. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know she if that's hate. I don't know if that's the uh, the one that she wants there. I kind of compare it. I think no, Pat no, Benatar no. is good. But leave it at Pat Benatar, yeah. you know. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. I'm, I'm well, not, I'll tell you what. No, no Pat, I will. Oh, I will God. compare you to. I will compare you to uh, an angel that has fallen from heaven. Aww. Oh boy! Look at that! Look at that! <laughs> yeah, see, see, that's how he lures you in, and then boom, Bill Cosby. But um, I, I kind of, I just, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I can, I can pull this up here uh, from the other studio, but I think, I think it's been a little while since you've heard this clip. Um, the, the person in this clip, or the the, the lady in this clip, um, is from the Midwest. It's supposed to be a a, a Minnesota you know, Chicago, Minnesota, Wisconsin type of accent, not a, not a New York. Um, so I, I mean, I, I see, I see sort of what he's saying, um, but not, not really, if that makes any sense. Um, I mean, I can, I can, I can try to pull it over, but this icon, this is really I not, saying, but like, I don't, well, I do, but I don't because like, to me being from New York and having one side of my family being from Long Island, I know you know how Long Island and New Jersey and New York sound. This yeah. is not it, but 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 I think to the outside world, uh, which he's up there in in Fargo, in uh, how, how did they say it when I came to visit? Uh, Fargo. They give a visiting Fargo, uh, up in Fargo, North Dakota, <laughs> where Icon's from. Uh, this might be how it sounds, but the the clip he's talking about is this one. Yeah, Lois is your wife. You should be defending her, not talking trash and gossiping behind her back like some kind of Midwestern teenager. Did you gals hear about Allie Gallagher? She let Alan Ackerman smack her in the back <sighs> with his tallywhacker behind oh, the snack on. shack. What? Nobody here in Maryland understands a single word you're saying. You should move back to Minnesota. I can't go back. I Snapchatted Matt Gackerack a Kodak on my ass crack. So, so, Icon, that, that, that whole... Um, that, that that's very Wisconsin y, uh, not not necessarily I don't Long Island y. Like no, see, I, I think he means like you know, to the outside world, um, Long Island and New York very similar. Like I lived in um I lived in um in New Hampshire for a while and you know, Boston and New York, as much as they're big rivalries in sports, Boston and New York actually are not that far off and I uh accent wise. 
And I picked up on a lot of the I Mia, like Bia, Quia. Yeah, but like, like the Apocticot. Well, Apocticot, Hoffman, yeah, yeah, that aspect of it, yes. A- anything with an ER on it, though, like Bia, Mia. Like, you know, like, I came back, I was yeah. working in the uh, car business for a while before I went back to school for radio and working uh, in the car business. I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, this one's great. It's got power folding Mias. And they're like, wait, well, what? And I was like, oh, I forgot you guys up here in upstate pronounce your R's. Uh, mirrors. Yeah, there we go. But I, but, we, I, but I, I say, like, Mias, you know, Mias, or let's go get some Bias or something like that. And they're like, go get some what? You know? So it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's similar in some regards um, to, to that. But I, I like it. it. It brings back, uh, you know, visiting family on the holidays. Cause uh, I think it's very obnoxious. I appreciate that. What, what, I like it. I, honestly, I think it's cool it's because annoying. I'm a big fan. Nobody loves hearing their own um, themselves. Like nobody loves it when they hear themselves like on an answering machine. I'm answering machine. I'm aging myself. But like on a voicemail or whatever, like you don't like hearing that. You don't like hearing your own voice, and that's how I. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me when I hear my own voice. I'm like, oh god, just well, talk right. Oh, I, I remember. Um, like uh, I, well, I go to Yankee games a lot. Like the ESPN station I work for up here gives us Yankee tickets, and uh. Mm-hmm. Going to Yankee games the same way. Like you listen to a lot of that, and in the Yankee <laughs> games you hear a lot of that talking, and uh, it's great. To me, I love being a being a New Yorker. Like you sound like what I know, like, like what a New Yorker sounds New like. Whereas, yeah, yeah. yeah, whereas like to the rest of the you know up here in upstate, up here in Albany, everyone sounds like normal. You know, we've got transplants from Massachusetts and transplants from out west and transplants from everywhere, and it's just everyone's. There's no real upstate accent. Whereas down there, you know, it's like that New York, like that's what everyone knows is New York. So that's why, that's why I like it. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think it's well, obnoxious. Yeah, no Thanks. Well, I'll tell you what, Nick Letta, <laughs> we, uh, we appreciate you joining us tonight. Our next guest uh, is about to uh, join us. We do appreciate it. Hopefully uh, you'll be willing to uh, join us again. And uh, hopefully uh, you can uh, get me in contact with uh, the rock star, because I'd like to have him on too, and uh, absolutely, you know, find out uh, what I could do to have you uh, manage me and walk me into the Because <laughs> <right. laughs> uh, uh, I think you'd be the only thing that would prevent me from getting my butt kicked. So anyway, probably uh, it's true. It's true. So we appreciate it, and uh, I will be in contact. And if you can have the rock star, give me uh, contact me. And if uh, you could send us some autographs, we sure would appreciate it. All righty. Thanks, guys. Have Thank a good you, night. Nicoletta. Have a great night. Yep. Bye, Granny. Bye, Granny. Bye. 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 Bye now. <laughs> she was great. Nicoletta Ringwalker, everybody. That was that was awesome. And, you know, she does have that sunny quality, especially with some of her ring attire, you know. So before our next guest comes on, we do want to give you a quick message from our sponsors. sharpshooterfunding.com the Hart family has went from the wrestling ring to the funding ring and uh, they'll take care of all of your funding needs whatever it may be whatever you need funded 
go on and check them out. Uh, it's it's funding with a little kick, per se. Sharpshooter funding. Again, go check them out. Uh, Icon, I believe we do have our third and final guest here tonight. Uh, I'm going to patch them through. Should it be a 918? Yep. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I was so captivated um, with the last interview being a, a fellow New Yorker uh, that I didn't end up using a little boys' room. So I'm going to go do that now, but I'm going to patch you through, do your thing, and uh, we will go from there. Ladies and gentlemen. Walking down the aisle, our final guest of the night. He is a wrestling legend, the pretty boy, Doug Masters. Hello, brother. How's everybody doing, man? It's pretty boy. Good to Hi, Doug. Hey, hey you, Granny. You know Granny Hulkster, right? Oh, I know Granny. Now, Icon, oh. I'll have you know. I'll have you know. You know, you've been helping Jordan on his podcast. Well, Granny has so graciously been helping the pretty boy with his podcast from yeah, time to sure time. Have. Yeah, you sure have. Uh, you know, oh, Granny, I'll tell you what. Go ahead. You can take this interview. Go ahead. <laughs> no, there I'm you. not going to let you. I'm Where not going to take bro? your job. I'm not going to take your job, Icon. I'm just saying I've been gracious enough to – Help the pretty boy with his podcast here off and on the last few weeks. So yeah, you go right ahead. Say, I appreciate it so much. I appreciate it so much. Oh, you're hey, very welcome. Oh, well, we're we're good. We're good. We're good. <clears throat> How you doing, good. Doug? Well, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Waiting on foot surgery, man. I broke my ankle. I gotta go back to the doctor in a couple weeks. We'll schedule surgery on it. You know, when you get old, you oh, get my... but you be beat up when you know, your body just goes pure right there for a while, but I wouldn't change the floor. I know. You know. I know. Well, Doug, why don't you share with the fans a little bit about yourself? I know you've been on our show before, and it's great to have you on again. Why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes, I'd, be, I'd like to. Yeah, um, I broke into this great business in 1987, uh, 88. Excuse me. I was trained by Tom Lake Tommy Gilbert, Eddie and Doug Gilbert's father, and uh, me and Mike George. I believe was, he's passed already too, but uh, it was out in St. Joe, Missouri. Um, I went through halfway through school, and they, you know, and they they said, "Man, you're a natural with this." So uh, here's the ball, take it and run with it, you know. And they got me booked out, and I did some local shows right here in Oklahoma, and. Went up with a late great dear friend of mine, gentleman Chris Adams. I was on a show for him in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't know, it's probably about two years after I got out of uh, training school, after the school. And uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, sign on with him. He was working for World Class down in Dallas, world famous work for him. He's working for World Class, and he uh, was doing his own his own individual shows. So I said I got to be part of that. Me and uh, me and Bart Sawyer, he uh, he's a nursing home right now. He had a stroke, I don't know, about 10 years ago. But, I mean, he's still alive. He just can't get in the rain anymore. But we got booked for, uh, they called us Midnight Rockers back then. God, well, I wish I knew back then what I do now. You know, and uh got fortunate enough to work for Chris. We hired on full-time with him. Worked all over Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas, some down Louisiana. And uh, that was a great run. Chris 
Chris is what he's what really got me knowing inside and out of business. Uh, like great General Skandar Akbar. I'm sure all you listeners out there know who he is. If, he, if uh, they don't know anything about the pro wrestling business, he uh, he was a man. He used to be a uh, a pro professional wrestler, but he uh, just didn't make it as a wrestler. He made it as a great manager. So I ride up and down the highways with him. He'd tell me stories, you know, about how breaking the business, you know, basically how to save money. He always told me if you had a hundred dollars put back in your wallet, you'd never go broke. Be broke. And uh, same thing he told Ted DiBiase when I was talking to DiBiase one day. And uh, but anyway, get back to Chris. Uh, he always did me well. We got to be great friends. You know, I miss him dearly. I got a good friend of mine in Texas I talk to daily. Real good friend of mine. And uh, she knew Chris real well. Her and her daughters did. And uh, I just, uh, I think about him every day. You know, and I've talked about him more here in the last month than I have in a long time. And I believe this uh, next year at the Alley, uh, Cauliflower Alley Club, uh, he's going to be nominated into, uh, for, into the uh, Hall of Fame there. But anyway, after that, I uh, started working world class, and then uh, I put in my film. I sent uh, Portland Championship Wrestling, Pacific Northwest, out in Portland, Oregon, for Don Owens' promotion out there. Uh, me and Bart Sorry again. We sent, sent him our tape. Lynn Denton, the grappler, uh, was a booker out there, and he, he called us and wanted us to come back, come out there, and uh, you know, give it, give it a try out there, a try run. You know, and see, it was a we one of them deals. Well, we go out there, we we were hired. If not, we come back. You know, it's all over. But fortunately, we got hired. And I had dark hair back then. I was going as a pretty boy character here also. And that was the first night in the ring, second night, uh, like great Rowdy Roddy Piper, great dear friend of mine. Uh, he uh, he came in, threw me a bottle of bleach. He goes, that pretty boy can't have me dark head. He got me blonde head. So that's where the blonde hair and everything got in. So Merritt just kicked off, you know. I went from Aram and it was great there. Uh, I had Scotty Body, which is Raven now. I'm sure everybody knows who Raven is. Well, right, um, right. Yeah, he uh, he uh, was sick one night and he was doing the co-hosting with John Cost, you know, doing the color commentary, and uh, he was gone. So Lenny. So Dougie, go out there and do a commentary. And I said, man, I don't know how to do a commentary. He said, well, you'll learn. Get out there. Because from then on, man, the job was mine there, man. I got It was an hour and a half TV show on Saturday nights, you know, and I got to do my individual wrestling. And after that, I'd get up in the crow's nest, they call it, and, uh, and do color commentary, you know. And I had a comb. I was combing my hair with, man. And the fans started sending me combs every week and different kind of comb, you know, and Finally, I got my favorite comb. It was a gold comb. And that's what I said. I got a fan page out now called Pretty Boy Doug's Masters. And uh chose on there, call hosting and using that comb gimmick, call and snap. But, and, you know, what a great learning experience being able to, do, you know, learn in the ring like I was doing, plus doing that commentary. <laughs> and uh, I call it commentary where I was at. I was a natural at it. You know, I ain't trying to brag, but I am trying to brag, you know, from us. And uh, I, was a, I was a natural at it. And, it was great. It was great, you know, and we had a good run there. And, and I, I got a lot of stories from there. Some of them I forgot. Some of them I still kind of remember. But that's bad. That's a bit for that territory, brother. You can, you can go ahead and talk, man. I got I can talk right. on uh, a lot of long stories over Yes. 
Uh, you know, Doug, there, there, there's one thing, there's one story I told you, and there's a reason why uh, my sisters and mother are mad at you to this day, and I'll tell you the oh. story. Uh, okay. You used to, uh, you used to have a golden brush uh, that yeah. you used to use, and uh, I used to, uh, I painted a couple of their hairbrushes gold to be like you, and uh, really? they got. They got mad at me for doing that, and I said, "Hey, it's not me. It's Doug Masters did it." So that's why they uh, they, they got upset with you because I, I told them you caused me to paint their uh, their their hairbrushes gold. Yeah. Oh my. You got heat. Yeah, you got heat with me. They probably haven't met me. They're already mad at me. Oh, well, well, you know I. Uh, but I that will say this though, my yeah. uh, my uh, sister after I showed her a picture of you, she uh, uh, you know she did develop a crush on you, so I, I can let you know that. Then uh, that's cool. She was the she was the only sister that forgave me for painting her uh, her brush gold, <laughs> but my other sister and mother didn't. So uh, you know, so I guess yeah. it's okay. Uh, if they have a crush on you that, uh, you know, their little brothers could paint their hairbrushes gold. Now, let me ask you that, this. You know, do you still maintain the gold locks? Do I? Still have it? Yeah, I got it back. What it was, I let it grow out for a while, and I tried to change my character down here. It's Doug the Thug, man. I I, I, I growed it out. Cause my hair's, you know, yeah, I growed it I got the white growed out, and I went to a biker-looking gimmick and tried to be Doug the Thug, but Doug the Thug wasn't over like the pretty boy was, so the character-wise. So, I, yeah, I still got the uh, gold blocks, uh, and it's funny, but you're, you're talking about that brush. Every week, I guarantee you this, guys, every week at Sport Tournament, there'll be a box sitting outside the dressing room. Well, the security guard every week would bring me in a box. And they probably, I don't know what the fans thought they'd bring in because where the dressing room was, the fans could see you going in and out. Well, they bring me a box in every week, and it was these different colored brushes. You know, some were pink, some were blue, some were black. And then finally, that this gold brush comes in one day. And I said, that was it. It's funny, when I started using that on TV and using it, you know, as my, I don't know what you call it, game, a gimmick. It was my gimmick. Um, no more brushes got delivered. So whoever's delivering a brush, if you're listening out there, thank you very much. It, uh, and that's today. I still got that brush. Just put up some of my stuff. But um, yeah, it's crazy, man. Something just something really little like that can can you right. can make the so, people so mad? Yeah. So my mother, so my mother and sister can get uh, mad at that fan and not you. Yeah, that's it, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whoever the, whoever it was, I have no idea, and they've never responded to me. You know, I've never had no nothing on social media saying, "Hey, man, I was the one sending brushes." But no, man, it was just funny how it was. You know, I don't know how many tech, twenty or thirty brushes over the week's period. You know, I mean, I was there four years, so I don't know. After, but yeah, if they can get mad at that lady or man, whoever sent me that brush. So, <laughs> not me, but not me, yeah. So, uh. Uh, Doug Masters is our guest, the legendary Doug Masters, and uh, uh, a great uh, a great friend of uh, mine and a great friend of Granny's. And uh, uh, I know you know me real well, and I know you know Granny real well, but I don't think you know Big Swing that well, do you? No, man, I sure don't. 
Well, uh, is Big Swing returned yet? I don't know. I don't know if he has or not. Big Swing, are you there with us? Apparently not. Apparently he hasn't made it back yet. Uh, apparently not. Uh, well, anyway, uh, what uh, you know, what uh, we'll do is we'll introduce you to Big Swing when he comes back. But uh, yeah, cool. you know, you have uh, you have a podcast every week. What is uh, your <coughs> show on? Pardon me. Oh, my show is uh, it's called Pretty Boy Doug Mass. It's the lives of downs and careers for wrestling. I try to be the Doctor Phil of professional wrestling. LOL. Um, I talk about the careers, the gentlemen, ladies' careers. You know what? Uh, basically, I start my show. I just want to know who trained. You know how you got broke into this great business, and uh, who trained you. And you know, basically, like I started the interview out here. Uh, just saying, who trained you? Where was your first territory? You know, such such, and kind of kicks off from there. And then I, uh, I have um, the ups and downs is where I call it. Why I call it the. the uh, the good times and the bad times, you know. I don't care what, what kind of work you do out there. You're always going to have a good time in your career. You're going to have a bad time in your career, you know. And some of it's, you know, medically you're chasing demons and because uh, everybody's got a demon. I don't care what it is. And uh, it's either that or just, you know, how it took a toll. Majority of, the, majority of my uh, my guests I have, the ups is being, you know, out there in front of the people and getting good push, you know, and this that. But the downs, it ain't so much drugs and alcohol. It's been away from your family so much. It's, it's, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm not really surprised about that. Cause, you know, I went through a couple marriages over it. Uh, but uh majority of it is over uh, being out on the road so much. You know, I mean, we was – Portland was a great territory, Pacific Northwest. You know, it was a great territory up there because we'd home every night. We had easy road trips. But after I left Portland, I went to uh, work for the USWA down there in uh, Nashville for Jerry Jarrett and um, Jerry Lawler. Great run down there. Bart, Bart, Bart my, old, my old buddy down there, and they put the tags up, put the tag straps on us. And we we uh, fused with the Jeff Jarrett and uh, Ron Fuller, Robert Fuller. And uh, uh, that was my uh, that was my first uh, match yours when you beat Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, man. I say, yeah. When I went down there, they was looking. Only reason I left Portland because he was going under. Dom was retiring. His health was going bad. Instead of working five, six nights a week, we was only working twice a week, you know. And that's how I was paying my bills was off just wrestling. I didn't have no job on the weekends or nothing like that. That's when he was always working. But yeah, so uh, Lenny come in there and Lenny sent my tape to to Tennessee and Derek Henry was the booker there at the time. So I get a call and he says, "Come on down as soon as you can." So I got on a flight the next day and headed to Tennessee. And um, yeah, it was great. You mentioned Jeff Jarrett, man. What a great guy, man. He, uh, we uh, worked for the belts and on the roads. We, I, we, I'd work singles against him quite a bit, few times. And he, you know, in dressing room, I'd be, I'd be saying, Jeff, he, he'd look at me once sometimes. He dug you, and I said, "Yeah, brother." And he go, "You know what? I'm a lucky guy." And I said, "Why's that, man?" And uh, he said, well, you know, when I started in this business, my dad would bring these guys in, like Flares, uh, Valentine, just whoever was up and coming at the time that was on top. 
they would book him against Jeff. So Jeff, every time he, these guys would come to town, Jeff Jeff got the privilege of working against these guys that had been in the business already right, 15 or 20 years. I mean, what, and it rubbed off on him, man, because I'm telling you what, it was a night off every night, me and him worked in the ring. Great class act. I mean, to this day, I tweet back and forth with him every once in a while. He, he's doing good. Uh, you know, he was did have TNA going for a while. He got he you know he left that, and you know, he was working for what the, and uh, he left that. What are the odds that uh, you might be able to hook us up with uh, Jeff? I, you know, it's probably a, it's I don't know one to ten, probably I don't know six seven. It's just yeah, it'll be like I can get a hold of him for you guys. I, like I said, I tweet back and forth with him all the. Most guys don't get on Facebook. They're all on Twitter, you know. And uh, well, I'll one put thing a you can let him know for me. I he may like this, he may not. But uh, uh, one thing that I uh, I did uh, in a in a talent contest in my high school was uh-huh. I sang with my baby tonight. Oh yeah, that song he sang in WWE. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I listen to that song. He's not a bad singer, right? You know? And I know. But, and uh, it, you know, I, it, even though he was lip singing, you know, it was yeah. great. I did tell him to keep but, his normal dad job, though. When I heard it, he got a laugh. But yeah, man, he, when he did that, but there was something that went down with him or Ross. I don't know what all the details about it and all that, but yeah, I sure will. I'll put a bug in his ear and uh, see what he thinks because. Usually, people that do my do my podcast. If I go on and do somebody's podcast, I'll recommend it to them. So that way, you know, you'll have more guests and stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Anybody that anybody that uh, you could get us because you did uh, because of you, I got hooked up with the 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 step stool guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy, isn't he? Yeah, I uh, yeah, he he's funny as a matter Tommy of fact. Comedy. Yeah, yeah, as a yeah. Fact, uh, the show that he's going to be on is going to be. I'm going to call. Uh, I don't know how to say it without offending, but or you know, I, I'm just joking around. But I'm going to call it the Little People Show because we got two midgets on that night. Oh yeah, cool. The, you know, Tommy is little man. I mean, I'm not tall. Well, he's not really. He's not really a. He's not really a midget icon. He's just kind of short, but he's not really a midget. Yeah, funny though, man. He's a good guy, great guy. He's been on my show twice. Yeah, but he, I think. he 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 he's a he's a great guy. He's an awesome. He's a he's an yeah. awesome guy. I I love Stepstool Tommy D. So. You got and then the other thing, Doug, uh, uh, I was going to ask you. You know, uh, I've, I I know I asked you this before. I, I've been kind of waiting. Have you uh, got any new promo pictures that you can uh, send us some autographs for giveaways? Our fans have been asking. Yep. Hey, okay, yeah, I'll get them. Uh, just text me your ma- mailing address and all that, and I got some made up. So, all right, cool. I I will, get, uh, yeah, just text me your. Then you, then you go on my fact on fan page now. The uh, they set up for me under Pretty Boy Doug Masters on Facebook. So it's pretty cool. First time I had one of them, so they just set it up for me and. uh well, is that, yeah, but just text me all the information and address and all that stuff. I'm, I mean, I'll be happy to send you some. Cool. But, yeah, man, for, uh, I, speaking of Tennessee, uh, long, that was a long, I, you know, I was talking about this road trip, being on the road. Good God. That was long road trips. You know, we lived, everybody lived in Nashville. Well, Nashville and Memphis was about 200 miles. 
So I want to start today. We're going to start the week on Saturday. Here's here's the schedule, guys. Saturday morning with TV taping there at the TV studio in downtown Memphis, Tennessee. It was about eight blocks from Graceland where the radio station was, or TV station. We had TV taping in the morning at 8 o'clock, and then it aired at 11 that morning. And we got in a car, and if you get me past Graceland long enough, we had to be in Nashville that night to wrestle the fairgrounds. I don't know how many times. I've been in Graceland like nine, ten times. I'm a, I'm a big Elvis Mark. I still think he's still alive. But anyway, getting back to <laughs> I we get in the, head back to Nashville, but that's 200 miles. We do the fairgrounds on Saturday night. Sunday night. We go out to Mississippi somewhere, then back to Nashville where you live that night. Then Monday night was back to Memphis, to the Mid-South Coliseum, because we re- revolved our TV around the Memphis show to do the week's worth of uh, road trips. That was another 200, another 400. Next night, Tuesday night, was Louisville, Kentucky, down on Muhammad Ali Boulevard at the Louisville Gardens. That was on Tuesday night show. Wednesday nights was Evansville, Evansville, Indiana, which I was about another 150, that's 300 miles. That was a Wednesday night. Thursday night and Friday night, we was on a road somewhere down close to Memphis, like a Mississippi, Jackson, um, because uh, we do Jackson, Tennessee once in a while, and uh, all that little town across the border from Arkansas, and Graham might know this, from Arkansas, and uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas, yeah. We do that town, too. Well, we'd be close, everybody would be close to Memphis on there. And I thought it was funny, man. I told the boys, we need to ask Jared if he'll give us fucking, if he'll give us some, uh, excuse me, if he'll give us some uh, pay mileage, man, because we're, we're, we're running up mileage. And you know, we was running some hard miles every week, you know, and he kind of laughed, you know. Oh, old timer looked at me and goes, no, it comes with the territory, kids. So, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, pretty, it was long road trips, brother, in Tennessee, man. It was brutal. But have all fun. I guess we got about uh, we got about four minutes here left before uh, we get the uh, heave hole from the studio. But uh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, Doug, if our uh, if our fans wanted to uh, check you out and follow you, uh, what do you got? You got a Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Instagram. What do you got? I got yeah, Instagram. Well, I don't have Instagram yet. Over there. I got Twitter. I've got Facebook. I got a Facebook fan page. Just on uh, Pretty Boy Duck Masters fan page. It'll be on that. Uh, I'm gonna have a YouTube. You can check out all the matches. But I don't have all my matches on YouTube, but I got some of them. I don't even know who puts them on because I don't. So it just depends on. I got from Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Arkansas, just wherever you can find me on there. They update it every once in a while. You can check out my show. It's every Wednesday and Friday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time on the Action VR Network. It's called Pretty Boy Doug Masters: The Lives, Ups, Downs, and Careers of Professional Wrestling. And uh, it's a great show. I don't know if it's as great as this one, but it's a great show, man. And I appreciate it, and, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. And if uh, you'll allow me, I'd uh, I'd love to get I'd love to come on your show again. Hey, that'd be fine, bro. Yeah, I'm, I, this Wednesday I got Susan Green. She's she's been inducted in the Hall of Fame. Why well, this is Diva Week on my show? Check it out. Uh, I haven't had any divas on there since last year at this time. So. Uh, this Wednesday night, tomorrow night, it's going to be uh, Susan Green. And then Friday night's Jenny Clark, which is the uh, ex-wife of uh, Chris Adams and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, she's, she, uh, yeah, get- she's going uh, yeah, to be a guest on our show, too. Uh, 
Make sure you say uh, hello from the icon for me. I sure will. Yeah, I just I just got the message from a few minutes ago. It should be on Friday, so I'll be talking to her tomorrow. I sure will. I'll plug it up for you. And then next week I got the midgets on. So yeah, I'm doing a New Year's Eve. I'm I'm planning on doing a countdown like from noon to midnight, just running 12 hours of my show. You know, it's just the years coming in. But if I don't talk to you guys before then, man, I know we're getting short on time. Well, I'll talk to you guys for the end. Thank you for having me on the show, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and be safe and have fun. Hey, Doug. Doug. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. This Saturday is the last WFC oh, yeah. show at Claremore at the community center, so it's our big Christmas show. So if you can if you can make it, we'd love to have you there. Okay, I'll try my darn just a ride situation. I'm trying my darn my dad pay some boys can pick me up. I don't. I don't I only live about ten miles from Claremore, so yeah, it's just the right situation right now. But yeah, I'll try to make it if I can. You know, I appreciate you again, like having me on the show. It's cool. And uh, Doug, we will definitely have you on again, and uh, I do appreciate you taking time to uh, uh, fill in uh, when uh, we need it, and I uh, appreciate it. No problem. Well, thank you for offering. Yeah, and I'm gonna close by saying this: be good, if not be good at it. You know what is as good <laughs> as a pretty boy? Ha-ha. Beat me if you can. Merry Christmas, thanks, Doug. Doug. Merry Christmas, guys. Hey, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, bud. All right. Bye, right, buddy. Doug Masters, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, and definitely a legend. And uh, for sure, uh, he he's a good friend of ours. And uh, once again, uh, uh, big swing missed out. So. No, I was listening to most. I was I was listening to most of it. I just you know you guys know him you know better, and Granny knows him well and everything. So I figured like I'll let you guys take the bulk of that. But I I, I heard ninety nine point nine percent of it. Either way, we got about a minute minute and a half left here, and uh, about forty five seconds of that is the outro music. So we will see you guys next Monday night. Hopefully, it is Victory Monday again as the Cowboys clinch the division uh, against the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. Hopefully, that happens. And um, we will see you guys then for another big time show on the number one wrestling number podcast one. on the internet. It is Attitude Era Live. See you. Dead man walking. You got it now. You got it. Yeah.